We're going to turn to the book of Luke and we're going to go to chapter 10. Any Lukes in here today? No? Okay. We'll pray that Luke comes next week. And any Lukes on Zoom? No? Can't see a Luke on Zoom. Can see New Zealand on Zoom. That's good. The whole country's tuning in. Silverwater. We're changing the world, people. That is awesome. And uh, go to Luke 10, verse uh, 38. Let's do that. Luke 10, verse 38. I'm going to read through to verse 42. This is the last week of our series, Not Normal. And uh, not normal because we do believe that God's plan for your life is not normal. According to the world's standards and sometimes being a Christian, it can feel weird because at times where people are worried, you have peace. And the Bible describes it as peace that surpasses understanding. It doesn't even make sense. Sometimes I have peace when I shouldn't. <laughs> you ever feel like that? I'm, I'm looking at situations going, I should not have peace. I feel weird about this peace, but it's peace that comes from Christ. Jesus is the Prince of Peace. And we believe He has a, a not normal, just not an average experience for you, for your life. And this week we're talking about smart living. And we're going to dive into this topic this morning. Let's read on verse 38. It says, Luke 10, 38. As Jesus and His disciples were on their way. So they were just walking. They're on their way. They're on a journey. He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Him. She opened her home to Jesus. She had a sister called Mary who sat at the Lord's feet, Jesus' feet, listening to what He said. So Jesus came into the home and there's Martha and her sister Mary and Mary decided to sit at the feet of Jesus and listen to what Jesus was saying. But Martha was distracted. She was distracted. She was running around distracted by all the preparations, like getting ready for a party, running around distracted by all the preparations that had to be made, at least she thought had to be made. She came to Him and asked, Lord, come on, Jesus. <laughs> don't you care? Lord, don't you care that my sister has left me to do the work by myself, a bit over-responsible. Tell her to help me. Jesus, you tell her. Bit of a triangulation here. You know, Martha didn't want to say to Mary, so she got Jesus to say to Mary. Uh, Jesus, tell her to help me. Martha, Martha. Okay, when Jesus says your name twice, <laughs> not good, all right. Martha, Mar come on, Martha. Martha, Martha. The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things. And here it is where I want to focus today. But few, everyone say few. Few things are needed. Or indeed, only one. Mary has chosen what is better. <laughs> Of the two choices, Mary has chosen what is better and it will not be taken away from her. 
Lord, speak to us today in these short moments. We thank You for Your Word, Lord. We thank You it's alive. We thank You, Lord, it fills us with life, the life source that is God in us. We thank You, Jesus, that You do what only You can do today. Holy Spirit, have Your way in our hearts and minds. For everyone in the room, everyone on Zoom, we thank You that You're doing a new thing in our lives today. In Jesus' mighty Name, they all said, Amen. God bless you. Thank you, Vange. Give it up for Vange. You're the best. You may be seated. Options, options, options. Who likes options? You like, who likes lots of options? Who likes a menu that has lots of options? I hate it. Okay. One of, sorry for everyone. Put the hand up. God bless you. Uh, but but a me, you know a menu that has too many options? Like, please, please narrow the options down for me. And sometimes when there are too many options, I'm slightly worried that they're trying to do too much. You know what I mean? Like they're cooking every cuisine under the sun. I'm not sure if any of them are going to be good. <laughs> like, like, let's focus in. I mean, because if, if everything is important, nothing is important. Options. Options are um, generally connected to this idea that if you have more options, you have more opportunity. And in some cases that's true, but in a lot of cases, especially in our context, many options doesn't mean more opportunities. In fact, I've found that it's often the opposite and that more options can actually make us more confused and more options can actually create less clarity. And that we find ourselves when you've got so many options, when you've got all these things in front of you, everything, and you're getting confused, you can become double-minded, not decisive. And worse than the wrong decision is indecision. Worse than making the wrong decision often is actually the fact that you don't decide. And so options can make us indecisive. And James 1, 6-7 says, But when you ask, you must believe and not doubt. Because the one who doubts is like a wave of the sea, blown and tossed by the wind. That person, look out, should not expect to receive anything from the Lord. Such a person is double-minded and unstable in all they do. Here's what I want to present to you today. This thought that real opportunity isn't discovered through options. Real opportunity is discovered through limits. Why don't, you, why don't you write that down if you can? Real opportunity isn't discovered through options. Real opportunity is discovered through limits. Guys, if you can bring my prop out. Real opportunity isn't discovered through the many options you have. It's actually discovered through limits. Thank you, guys. And uh, I have here a painting. It's a small painting. Um, can everyone see that? Can you guys see that? On Zoom, can you see that? I hope you, thank you so much, guys. This is a painting. Everyone know that? Okay, we're good. We're on the same page. This is a painting. And um, a canvas for a painter has limits. It has boundaries for a reason. And the opportunity to create is actually within the limits. This is a Pastor Phil painting. He's painted a, a, a white cross here. And that white cross, you'll notice, if you can see it, it's white on white, but it goes, it, it's not beyond the canvas. One of the most unhelpful things you could do to an artist is not give them boundaries to work within. To just say, hey, you know, do whatever. 
like just go and be artistic. You need a, a canvas to be able to paint. You need boundaries to be able to create something effectively. And just like preaching, I need a topic, I need a focus. And then within that, I actually, actually can maximise the opportunity. So just because you've got options doesn't mean you've got opportunity. Limits give definition to opportunity. And this is gonna help you live smart. Limits give definition to your opportunity. So sometimes saying no is gonna help you say yes. If you are saying yes to everything, when you say yes to that thing, you're saying no to something else. By default, your yes is a no to something else and your no is a yes to something else. Therefore, if if you, uh, my no might actually be yes to my family. My no might actually be yes to God. And so sometimes I think we're afraid of uh, displeasing people by saying no, when in actuality, there's a yes, there's a better yes for your life that your inability to say no is stealing from you. That is good. So learning to say no, even sometimes to opportunity, that's not the best opportunity for your life, is very important because otherwise you'll be saying yes to things that actually you weren't called to say yes to. You're saying yes to things that actually are stealing from what God has called you to do. And so sometimes we are running around with many options, but actually we need limits. We need boundaries. We need an area to focus on. You don't need to be everything and do everything. You need a limited space to work within. And when you work within it, you increase your focus on it and you maximise the opportunity that God has put in front of you. Limits give definition to opportunity. If you are struggling to see what is the opportunity for my life, if you're a young person, you're struggling to work out what should I do, don't try and get more options, work out your limits. Uh, Psalm 1, we looked at this the last couple of weeks, it says, blessed are those who do not. So actually, boundaries bring blessing. If you want God's blessing, you need to live by His boundaries. Because His boundaries are there to protect you. They're to keep you within the the space and the area that He's called for your life. So do not hate boundaries, learn to love them. I remember my auntie, she, uh, her daughter Grace, she was in the uh, supermarket. She told me a story that Grace, little, uh, you know, five-year-old Grace, maybe four-year-old Grace would be running around the supermarket, just running, running around. And Auntie Deb's trying to, you know, chase her daughter, you know, and I'm sure parents have been there and you're running around and, and uh, Grace would, wouldn't stay close. She wouldn't stay nearby. And Auntie Deb uh, said this thing, she said, Grace... I need you to stay close so I can keep you safe. I need you to stay by my side so I can look after you. God's boundaries for your life are not to rob. It's not to steal. That's the other guy. 
God's boundaries for your life is to bless your life. And so if you will say yes to God's boundaries, you will receive God's blessing. Don't get angry at God for not blessing you if you're not living by His boundaries. Yeah. Wow. Don't, don't get annoyed at God if you're not gonna lean into the boundaries that God has for your life. In every area, financially, in your marriage, in your uh, mental health, in every area, we need to lean into the boundaries that God has so we can experience the blessing that God has. Come on, if you're gonna clap, let's clap this morning. Help me preach today. Help me preach. Matthew 7, 13 to 14. It says, Enter through the narrow gate, for wide is the gate. Many options is the gate. And broad is the road that leads to destruction. It leads to destruction and many enter through it, but small is the gate and narrow the road that leads to life. And only a few find it. Jesus is that road. There is no other way to God except through Jesus. Jesus is distinctly the Saviour of the world. Positive thinking will not save your soul. The universe cannot save your soul. The wind cannot save your soul. Buddha cannot save your soul. Only Jesus, only Jesus. Narrow is the road to eternal life and only Jesus is that road. It is narrow. God's path has limits, but the limits are to bless you. The limits are to give you eternal life. God came from heaven to earth to give you eternal life, but the road to eternal life isn't many roads, it's one road. Only Jesus saves your soul. Being a good person does not. Only believing in Jesus. Narrow, narrow. Limits are good for your life. Psalm 16, five to six says, Lord, You alone are my portion and my cup. You make my lot secure. The boundary lines have fallen for me in pleasant places. I love boundaries. Boundaries keep you safe. Boundaries keep you well. Looking after your health. The best thing you can give people is a healthy you. The best thing you can give your family is a soul in yourself that is well. Well is my soul. That's the best gift you can give people. So you need to know your limits. You need to be aware of your limits. Matthew 5, 37 says, but let your yes be yes and your no, no, for whatever is more than these is from the evil one. Wow. Let's be clear. Let's not be double-minded. Smart living starts with a clear yes and a clear no. None of this in between. Let's get clear about what we are. Yes, I'm not talking about the grey things in life. I'm talking about the boundaries that God has for you. Let it be a yes, let it be a no, but make sure it is clear. This is what I wanna ask you. What limits in this season are you gonna embrace? And God's got us in COVID, which is full of limits. It's like God got us all aside and, and said, get in there, <laughs> get in your home, go home, stay home, embrace the limits. This is a, a new era we are stepping into 2020, but it's not looked like what we thought it would look like. It's looked like limits. We thought 2020, ha, huh, new opportunity, let's go. 
Got to change the world. 2020. New era, new decade. <laughs> Limits. <laughs> Limits. Yeah. Can't do this. Can't do that. Can't yeah. go there. Can't. And God's got us limited. God's got us, God's working on the inside. God's got you working on the inside of your life, working on your family life, looking after the, you know, who has painted a wall during COVID? Okay, everybody, you know, I, I, I'm just looking for walls. I'm going to other people's houses to paint walls. I don't even know what I'm doing. I, we are working on the inside. God's got us limited because He wants us to focus. Because what you focus on is where you will be fruitful. If you do not focus on something, you will not be fruitful in it. And so God's limited us. He's brought us back to some basics. I'm not saying God created Corona and God did that. I'm saying God's going to use it. Yeah. And God's using it to get us in a limited place so that we can focus. Because the reality is few things are important. Yeah. Few things. What's really important in this life is few things. It's actually not as many things as you think. It's, not, it's actually not all the things you're worried about that are actually important. What people think of you on social media actually isn't as important as you think. How you look on your selfie actually isn't as important as you think. Your bank account actually isn't as important as you think. Now it's important, but it's not as important as you think. What really matters is a few things. And here we've got Martha and Mary. And this is where we're going to land in this story in Luke 10, verse 38. Really quickly, it says, As Jesus and his disciples were on their way, He came to a village where a woman named Martha opened her home to Him. Who have you been opening your home to? And I'm not talking about your physical home now because we're not allowed, but I'm talking about your heart. Who have you allowed to come and live in your heart? What voices, what what people, what opinions have you allowed to come and live in your heart? And maybe you're here today and you've never actually invited God in to your life. God is a gentleman. He will not break the door down. Anxiety will break the door down. Fear will break the door down. Worry will break the door down. Uninvited, it'll just push its way in, but not God. God is the perfect gentleman. He knocks and He waits. And for some of you today, God is knocking. And this is your opportunity today to invite Him into your home as Martha did. Martha did a good job. She invited Him in. But when Jesus came in, Martha didn't know what to do when Jesus was in the room. So as a Christian, when I invite Jesus in, that is the best first step. It is important. But once He's in, what do you do? What is important when Jesus is living on the inside of your life? What is important when you're in the room with Jesus? What matters? And here we see that what Martha thought was important actually wasn't what mattered. Martha was distracted. She was running around with all the preparations. Do you know if the enemy can't destroy you, he'll just distract you. One of the greatest ways He can rob from your life is distraction. Distraction with what other people are doing. I mean, we're so busy watching everybody else's story, we're missing our own. 
we're so busy looking at everybody else's calling and purpose and meaningfulness in life that we're missing our own. We're so busy looking at everybody else's family pictures that we aren't looking at our own family, that we aren't taking a, a mental picture of what God has given us, of what God has blessed you with. Go with the strength you have, Gideon. Go with what you've got, God said. What has God given you? What has God put in your hand? What has God put in your lap? God has given you more than you think and less things to worry about than you think. What really matters is less. And here's Mary, she sat at the Lord's feet and listened to Him. Wow, broke the pulpit. I need a sturdier pulpit. The, the, she sat, she listened. I heard Pastor Mark Kelsey, one of our incredible pastors in our church, he said that truth travels on the frequency of humility. To hear the truth of God, it takes a humble heart. Martha was busy trying to do everything in her own strength, thinking that she could impress God by her hospitality. But God was not impressed. That's, that's, it's good, it's good, it's good. But that wasn't what was important in that moment. What mattered at that moment was to sit at the feet of Jesus, to humble yourself, Let's humble ourselves today. Let's sit, stop worrying. Martha was worried and upset about many things. Take that list. Jess and I have to do this. There's things that we get worried about. But the actual act of casting your care, it's an act of humility. To hold on to your worries is pride, thinking that you can fix it. But to let go, to sit at the feet of Jesus and let go and then listen to what He's saying. Is your mind so full that you can't hear? Is your heart so busy that you're missing what God is saying? In a time of limits, it's the perfect time to stop and listen. God wants to speak to you. Do not if there's, if there's thoughts in your mind that God doesn't wanna to speak to you, that is a lie. God wants to speak to you. God wants to encourage you. God wants to lift you up. God wants to give you clarity. God wants to put vision in your life. God wants to give you meaning and purpose that is so fulfilling. It goes beyond anything the world can offer. God has plans to bless you, plans to strengthen you, plans to help you with your trouble. God is an ever-present help in times of trouble. God is not here to leave you. God is here to be with you. But if you aren't listening, you won't be hearing what He's saying. So we need to empty, we need to let go of the busy preparations. James 4 verse 7 says, Submit to God, resist the devil and he will flee from you. You ever heard that Scripture? Resist the devil! I'm resisting you! Go away! Satan, stop it! But before it does that, it says, submit to God. 
You can't resist the devil if you're not submitted to God. Because if you're resisting the devil without being submitted to God, you're doing it in your own strength and your own strength is no match to the supernatural powers that are at work in the principalities and power of the air. So the only way that you have authority to beat the devil is not your authority, it's the authority of Jesus. So therefore, if you wanna beat the devil and bash him back to where he came from, you can, but you gotta first submit to God. The only way you have authority to be a victory person in this life is to first submit to God. Victory hands start with surrendered hands. Victory in your mouth starts with a surrendered mouth. Victory in your finances starts with surrendering your finances. You cannot see the victory of God in your life unless you surrender, submit, then resist. Surrender, then comes victory. So I'm praying today that you would hear God. Jesus said, Martha, but few things are needed. Indeed, only one. 